0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Snatched, a Gay Times original podcast. Each week, we'll be reviewing the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two, dissecting all of the drama and kaflama, and speaking exclusively with the latest eliminated queen. My name is Sam Damshness, and I am the associate editor of Gay Times.
1: Girl, don't you dare undersell yourself. You are the Drag Race editor, the Drag Race extraordinaire. I mean, Miss Reddit, Miss Insight Hedia, Miss Wikipedia, they ain't got nothing on you, that's what I'm saying.
0: And that gorgeous voice you've just heard there is Umar Sawa, our fashion editor at Gay Times, who has styled many a queen for the pages of our magazine, and will be giving his critiques on the week's looks, along with plenty more tea, most likely. Umar, are you ready to get into the nitty and gritty of it all? I mean, I'm ready, are you ready? Oh, oh, oh I'm ready, are you ready? I think I'm ready. On this week's grand finale, the final four queens competed in an all-singing, all-dancing extravaganza for the crown, with the help of choreographer Jay Ravel, while Alan Carr and Graham Norton returned to help RuPaul and Michelle Visage crown a brand new winner. What an
1: episode, am I right? (laughs) Oh, uh, I... (laughs) I cannot Uh, even articulate. I can't even... Speechless. Yes. Speechless. Yeah, I mean, we need... gagged.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we need Lady Gaga speechless played over the top of this right now because we're not going to have words.
1: I mean, let Gaga (laughs) play for the 30 minutes because I bet she can string a word better than I can at this stage because I am... I'm blown away. I'm... My head... It was such a plot twist that we're going to get into later. But... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we echo the words of the nation right
0: now. Yeah, I feel like I've run a marathon. I don't know why, but I feel like out of breath. And like, just really like flabbergasted by all... You know how Lawrence was in the challenge when she couldn't dance? And she was like... "Ah." That's how I feel right now. I'm like...
1: "Ah." I... Samuel Damshanis, I am with you. I feel like that episode took every emotion to a 10. Yeah, the ending. So this was a
0: really bittersweet episode anyway to start with, wasn't it? Because, you know, over the past 10, it's been 10 weeks, right? We have been blessed with some of the most... Iconic moments in Drag Race history, right? We've had eliminations from Joe Black, Estina Mandela, and of course, we can't forget about Ginny Lemon stomping off the stage. Some jaw dropping lip sync SmackDowns, made stage altercations. I'm <laughs> penning a new word because I'm just so flabbergasted
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And let's not forget COVID's rude interruption halfway through the series, which resulted in Veronica Green contracting the virus and failing to come back. Of course, we have bing, bang, bong. You know, it's been a bing, bang, bong of a season. So
1: going into it, it was kind of a bit like, yeah, bittersweet. I agree with you, because I think I was kind of pleasantly surprised at how emotional I felt towards the episode right from the back. When they, you know, the final four were sitting in intact and Lawrence and Ellie hashed out their, you know, past beef. And there was a nice, mm. cosy, family, positive, radiance vibe right from the get-go. And I kind of saw that blossom throughout the episode, even when the past screens came back and seeing the Queen sit down with Rupert and Michelle, I just think everything felt so wholesome. And mm-hmm. I mean, I did not do anything to benefit these Queens, but <laughs> I just felt so proud to be British Yeah. during that episode. I just felt, wow, like season two, like we have really shown up. We've done the work. And in the words of Gen Z Twitter, These queens worked like their rent was due. Mm -hmm. Their rent Mm -hmm. was due.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm with you there. I mean, I'm not sure if it's because I had my first sip of wine in a few weeks, but I was like tearing up at the start of the episode when Lawrence said she was glad Ellie was in the final. It felt like their feud had come to an end. And it was just really, like you said, wholesome and cute and sweet and... I just love seeing them get on. You know, like we said in the past, sometimes we do love when it's RuPaul's best friend race. I do like it when we see the queens
1: get along. We do. Yeah, I like it too. And I feel like with the final four, I think it's a case of like, enjoy the moment. You've done all the hard work. You've done the competitive, putting your fierce foot forward, attacking every challenge. And I think when you get to the the finale, I think it's just a case of enjoying a, yourself as a drag queen, your creative essence. Oh, creative essence. God, you're
0: soppy yeah. this week, aren't
1: you? Jeremy, <laughs> you know I mean? I'm not going to go into an emotional... <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into the emotional spiel. But well, I think you already have. The, that, was a,
0: that was an emotional
1: spiel. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I'm trying to say is, I think it's just nice to get to that point where, you know, they prove themselves... Four phenomenal drag queens. And now it's just a case of, you know, enjoying yourself, doing the final hurdle. And I think those are an essence of like, whatever happens, they've all done amazingly so far.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So RuPaul announced that this week they were gonna do an all singing, all dancing extravaganza, like we mentioned, but it's gonna be to the beat of his song, A Little Bit of Love. So in the workroom, the Queens were deciding what they were going to put as a verse. Um, There was a mention of bad bitches uplifting other bad bitches. Lawrence found it quite hard to compose lyrics. Watching her though, I was like, surely before you go into Drag Race, because you know you see the Queens writing their lyrics. I wouldn't be able to sit there and write lyrics in like an hour's time, or what their a lot of time is. I would have come into the competition with three different verses ready for whatever musical challenges they add up my sleeve. I mean, I'm not saying I'm songstress, but yeah. Would you have come in? Well, I know we aren't going to go on Drag Race, right, Uma? But would you come in already with the verse or did you, would you not think that's that forward?
1: I mean, it depends on the material given. Um, I think what I will say about the actual lyrics when it came to the actual performance, I found the actual verses really short. I don't know how you felt about
2: the (coughs) rollout of
1: each queen (sighs) taking center stage, but I felt like it was just a tad bit short. I would have liked to see more from each queen in that kind of finale moment. Okay, well, old your horses. Let's go chronologically,
0: all right? Okay, we'll talk about the performance part in a bit because we've got a lot to get through. Getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, you are, you are, you are. So let's talk about the... Lovely little chats with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. What did you think of Tace's, Ellie's, Lawrence's, Bimney's chats? I thought it was all quite cute again. I had a little bit of tears
1: again with specific queens. I mean, look at them. Like that could be us in two years' time, I think. Like we could be having what on drag on the drag race stage? Not on the drag race stage, but I feel like we could elicit some therapy with some tic Tacs or. <laughs> No, it'd be fried chicken. It'd be fried chicken. You know that now. Fried chicken. Yeah, we've battered the queens
0: up. Well, not with Bimini, though. Not with Bimini.
1: (laughs) Oh, vegan. Do you know what? Again, I think this season has just put a new lease of life into the typical drag race formula or format. Because usually when it comes to those, you know, conversations with Michelle and RuPaul, it gets a bit cliche. It gets... Very much like, what is your inner saboteur? What is your sob story? (laughs) But I think, again, it's the power of this season to really reinvent the wheel and make everything feel fresh and as if you're encountering Drag Race for the first time. And I think those conversations, I think there was a lot of light and dark with them. So we had that lovely conversation with Bimini and the significance of returning back to the show. Um, I think she said something about it being the same day as the day she lost her friend when she was eighteen years old or something. Yeah, um, she
0: she lost her best friend nine years on the day they started back after COVID.
1: Yeah, and I and also I feel like her frank conversation about when she said her drug use, if she had continued down that direction, she wouldn't be here today. I think, I think those conversations were frank. They were raw, and. I think that would resonate with a lot of the audiences. So I found those conversations refreshing.
0: It was beautiful. And like you said, it's very different to the the US season when they tend to do this. I, I don't know if it's just the British, if we're just less emotional than US people, but we we don't turn on the waterworks as much, do we? We do have a very we dry uh, sense of humor. So we don't tend to sit there and bawl our eyes out. <laughs>
1: It's funny because it's like we don't, but then when the moment comes to reveal something, it hits home in a very strong, powerful way.
0: Yeah, but it's because our sense of humors are so dry that we keep everything in, don't we? And then when the time comes to be emotional, we're like,
1: ah, God. Oh,
0: God, don't make me just cry. get it all out in one go. <laughs> Oh, and do you know what, Umar? I found it very interesting to discover that Tase's father was the bass guitarist of Wham! But do you know what? You <laughs> do you know what I found funny about that moment? No one seemed shocked or, like, like gagged. It was just like, yes, yes, correct, yes, wow. It wasn't like, oh my God, amazing, we love, wow, we love George. <laughs> it was just like, right, okay.
1: Yeah, it was like, wham, <laughs> bam, Thank you, ma'am. Like, I think I was a bit like, oh, let me go to Google and see if I can see Tace's dad playing the guitar or whatever. But RuPaul was like, you're going to have to do better than that, just shocked me. (laughs) Well, it's not Destiny's (laughs) child, is it? (laughs) (laughs) That was a nice moment because knowing that about Tace's upbringing and having influences like that, it was nice to see from a young age, that she was nourished and pushed to kind of express that side to her. I think that was lovely to see.
0: Yeah, it proved that Tace is one of the most authentic queens that's ever been on the show, right? Because she walks the walk, she talks the talk, as they say. Like, she is exactly how you would see her out of the show, and that's how she's always been which we saw again later with her baby picture. She's always been this gorgeous, triumphant, dancing, camp diva. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's always been that.
1: She's been queer, and she's been here, and she's been there, and Mm -hmm. that's one period.
0: Yeah. I liked how we had some emotional moments with the queens, and then it kind of turned into a H-word moment when... (laughs) when choreographer Jay Ravel showed up with two dancers. It was, it was, this is another Gen Z thing, is Umar? They say, oh, I'm feeling H word. Do you know, Have you seen that yet?
1: No, please enlighten me because you know me, I'm a millennial. I'm trailing behind on all of that Gen Z trend saying stuff. So tell me what the H word means.
0: Okay, so on Twitter, there is a thing where people will now just say, I think it's to avoid looking thirsty, but it's still thirsty anyway. But people will say, "I'm feeling H-word," which means um,
1: horny. Oh, I mean, why are these Gen Zs trying to censor themselves? Just say how it is. <laughs> Just say you're, you're feeling <laughs> randy. Come on.
0: <laughs> it's like that moment in um Untucked in uh, season two, in it when um Beak says, "Just say talk."
1: <laughs> yeah, just say how it is. Just
0: say horny. Stop. Just, <laughs> yeah, just say horny, honey. We ain't got yeah. time to be around all these bushes. Just say how it is. Absolutely not. Um, I loved watching Lawrence in this rehearsal. I loved her <laughs> use of the word fattered, mix of fat and shattered, because uh, I got tired looking at them do that choreography. Fucking hell. And then we also had Bimini proving her status as East London's bendiest queen with her flips and her splits and her tricks she killed it
1: when she just fell into her splits casually i was like girl you you're just not from this planet no like they made you different they met when they were making bimini they made her different
0: yeah umar can i ask you a question go on do you stretch every morning when you get out of bed
1: no, I don't. That's why I'm just oh. wriggled with knots. I'm wriggled. Thank God,
0: because I I recently discovered that you need to stretch every single morning. I, I didn't know that was actually a thing. Because like lately in lockdown, if I leave the house, I'm so tired just walking down the street just for two minutes. <laughs> and I started stretching. And even if I just bend over just a, milli- a milliliter, I'm aching. So watching Bimini do that, I honestly, the mo- <laughs> so much
1: respect for that. Jesus Christ. I love Bimini. I'm just going to say it. Mid-podcast. Off schedule. I love Bimini. And we're going to hear about my thoughts a little bit later. Oh God, oh God. What are you saying?
0: (laughs) You know in TV shows and films where someone's like on air doing an interview and then everyone's like panicking when they go off script and they're like
1: oh my god they've gone off script that's what i feel right now with you i'm like oh god what's he gonna say next oh, All <laughs> these loose lips <laughs> don't worry i will play nice i'll be diplomatic yeah yeah i mean opinions are opinions Yeah, yeah yeah
0: Also, I know we kind of have stopped talking about the soppy moments. Uh, We got that soppy bit out of the way. But I had another tear in my eye when Lawrence was struggling to do her choreo. And Ellie helped her out from the sidelines. That was just like so sweet to me. Because you could see Lawrence in her head, brick in it, right? She had already cried to J. Ravel last time she was with him. And then Ellie just gave her
1: some little instructions on how to dance. I agree. When she was just like, (laughs) you've got it, girl. Focus. You can do it. There you go. Bob's your uncle. I think it was just such a lovely... It wasn't even a race to the finish line. It was just like, let's all hold hands. We've all done the goddamn thing. We proved ourselves as killer UK drag queens. All of us represent a different sector or corner of the drag scene in the UK and whatever happens we've got each other's backs and I just just love that camaraderie and Mm -hmm. to be honest you know I love the drama you know I love the conflama but there was something about this episode that really just got me my feelings and I was just like yes this is sisterhood this is what drag's about this is queer culture, where it's embracing and celebrating what makes everyone unique, and I think we saw that plentiful in this episode. Wow, Uma, <laughs> that that was really um.
0: I'm going to use a word you like uh, to say often. That was really um, beautiful.
1: <laughs> 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 we ain't going into the beautiful. We ain't we going there. <laughs>
0: Okay, it's her. <laughs> okay, silence. The time has come for this conversation to come to a little pause, Uma, due to our ad break. We'll be back after this to spill the tea on the Maxi Challenge, the Queen's gorgeous runways, and that final lip sync for the crown. And of course, we'll be chatting about who was crowned the winner of Drag Race UK Season 2. Oh,
1: so much to come.
0: hmm did you know that Gay Times Plus members get more from the world of Gay Times? I did
1: not. Tell me more.
0: They enjoy the full, uncensored episodes of Snatched. I mean, us uncensored sounds like trouble, but let's go. We're adding more benefits all the time and the memberships are available anywhere in the world. And we love an international hunt. So make sure you sign up and join our growing community of LGBTQ plus people just like you. Learn more and Sign up at GayTimesPlus.com. That's GayTimesPlus.com. Click, click. And we're back, back again to discuss a little bit of love, the final four, Eleganza, Extravaganza. I loved this. I thought it was really
1: entertaining. Yeah, what the UK season has proven, when it comes to these risicals when it comes to these group ensemble performances, these queens know how to deliver. Each queen just takes the stage, takes the moment, delivers memorable lines, gives the choreography, and I think all four queens slayed it.
0: Yeah, Bimini and Tace were giving it their all, right? They gave us performance. They gave us the splits and the kick. I know I say splits, kicks and flips a lot, but it just rolls off the tongue really nicely. But Bimini with her splits (laughs) and Tate with her fast-paced energy and Lawrence with her comedy. I will say, though, um, I love Ellie Diamond, but I don't think she stood out from the pack. Uh, She looked gorgeous and she did well, but I think everyone else was giving it so much.
1: Yeah, I agree. The thing is, I think it was... That final performance was basically like a summary of what we've seen throughout the season. Ellie held her own and I think she looked phenomenal. She had good lyrics. But yeah, I think when it came to performance dates, Tay's Bimini and just took it a little bit further for me. Yeah, however, I'm not sure if it was just
0: a problem... I don't know if it's my problem, my own personal problem, but I felt like the background music really overpowered what they were saying in their lyrics, and I really couldn't hear much of what was going on. Did you
1: get that as well, or was that just me being a deaf bastard? No, honey, I'll come to your defence. I had to turn on the subtitles. <laughs> I had to click on that. Yeah. <laughs> CC caption subtitles function on the iPlayer because the lyrics come so fast and furious at you. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I had to click on that function. With the actual verses that were given to each queen, I do think it was quite unusually short and quite fast. Like, it was like five seconds of like, here's your verse, do the choreography. But I don't think each queen really had their moment in the song, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree. I was really looking forward to this, though, because A Little Bit Of Love is one of RuPaul's really good bops. And I thought, oh, we could have a read you, you, moment going on here. But ultimately, I think the song was just too fast-paced, too energetic, too chaotic for us to kind of breathe, almost. And I think going from UK Hun where every single queen had a chance to shine and it was catchy. I don't know if a little bit of love lived up to it. And no, it was really good though. It was really fun and it made me smile. And I thought, this is drag race. This is television. This is what we live for. And I think maybe us queers have just got high expectations now after Bing Bang Bong. That must be it. That must be it.
1: No, I agree. I don't mean that's an unfair criticism because if you think about it, the only difference from UK Hun is instead of a horror, it's Ellie Diamond. But apart from that, it's the same lineup. So when you have such a strong performance like Yuge Han, where each verse just hit it home, the choreography, the beat, the song, it just you you didn't get sick of it, if that makes sense. So I feel like when you compare that to Can You Feel the Love? Yeah, I agree. It didn't live up to that energy and that kind of Gaggery.
0: Yeah, but oh, we have to give our praises though to Taste in that performance. The way she fell to the ground. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, God, I was gagged to the high heavens. Before this, I thought, oh, bless Taste, she doesn't have a chance to win the show, unfortunately, because she has been in the bottom four times. But with that
1: performance, I thought, Do you know what? She could turn this whole motherfucker around just with that dance move alone. It's so funny because when you talk about track records, Obviously, Ellie Diamond is lacking behind. But then she's never lip synced, apart from last week, compared to Tate, who's done it four times. But I think what was beautiful about mm. seeing Taste in this episode beautiful. was you really saw Beautiful. You saw her in her element. You saw the sharpest choreography. You know, you saw mm. her Naomi Campbell wig the fashion references, what was beautiful about Taste in that moment, even as an audience member, you kind of know she might not snatch the crown just because of her lip sync record. But I think she sold herself phenomenally Mm -hmm. in this episode. And in a weird turnabout way, she was a standout for me in the performance. Well, do you know what was also a standout,
0: right? Because even though we know the se- we knew the season two queens were gonna come back, I didn't expect them to make an appearance in the
1: performance. It was a gag. I mean, I was really emotional. When they all came back, even with Ginny, who left in a very problematic way, when they all came back, again echoing my sentiments at the beginning of the podcast, I was just
0: immensely proud to be British. Honestly. Do you know what it felt like for me personally? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna insert some Marvel references again in here. It felt like an Avengers End Game when all of the snapped heroes came back and returned to help Captain <gasps> America defeat Thanos. You know when Doctor Strange is opening all the <gasps> portals and they come back. It felt like that. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> on that level, <laughs> I think it was just like bygones be bygones. All of the queens coming back for this final step across the finishing line. Even Mm -hmm. Veronica recovering from COVID, being a survivor that she is, coming back in the performance. Ginny, who left on her own accord, coming back with no hard feelings. (laughs) It just felt very wholesome. It felt very complete. And I I love that moment.
0: Oh, I got shivers. I had shivers down my spine.
1: It's just, how, it's just mad how attached you can get to these people. What I felt from that performance as well was seeing the old faces, even people like Cherry, who departed us very prematurely, it just felt like this season as a whole was a moment in pop culture, a moment in history that we should all just be proud of. If anything, this season has proved that UK drag, is up there. It's up there with the US drag, Canada drag. It's there.
0: Yeah, I mean, there might be some (gasps) tape on show at times, but UK drag is where it's at, bitches. I just love being British. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) on to the final for eleganza, extravaganza. Wow, 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 wow. These queens did not come to play. They came to, in the words of Shea Lay, slay! Because when Bimini came out in that gorgeous white ice queen inspired gown. I mean, can we talk about that cinch as well? Jaw-droppingly beautiful. Honestly, insert that Gaga quote about never been done before, whatever she said. Because honestly, that's how I felt.
1: But also the whole... Fashion reference where she was like a couture show should end with a bridal gown. Again, Bimini is the fashion queen in my eyes, and she looked phenomenal. Like, you cannot take that away from her. She looked gorgeous, but at the same time, it had that touch of Bimini with the hair and the makeup, mixing the grunge, rocker chick vibe with the elegant fashion queen. It took my breath away, and I am going to say it now. I don't think any other look on that stage rivalled what Bimney brought to the table.
0: I agree, and do you know what? There was a sour taste left in my mouth when Graham Norton felt the need to criticise her knickers. Like, come on now, Graham, we're on the final hurdle. She's just come out looking like that. Magnificent. And you feel the need to criticize her nick what is with- no graham no no
1: not here for no Tom I, mean, I mean who made graham the detective of the tuck <laughs> like no graham yeah i mean i love you graham but there's just no need to be nitpicky like no we've all got a package and we've all got to hide it as best as we can. Oh, so wow. let Bimini live. Oh, are you feeling H word? No, I'm feeling D word. <laughs> it's called democracy. Oh! Well... I put, it, I put the D in democracy, what can I say?
0: <laughs> yeah, and a dickhead. <laughs> oh,
1: <dear. laughs> Honey, it's meant to be all love and... Positivity, don't you bring me down. Don't Sorry. you rain on my parade.
0: No, 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 no. More parades need to be rained on. Anyway, so Ellie, Glinda the Good Witch inspired couture. I love the shade of pink. Yeah, it was really gorgeous. I thought I thought Ellie did the job of, you know, delivering with her final look. It was extravagant.
1: I appreciated the Glinda the Good Witch reference. Unfortunately, I'm going to be really... Critical hair, the, the silhouette, the shape, the drama that she wanted to achieve was there. I just don't think it was the best any diamond that we've seen. We've seen that pink fantasy, that Katy Perry Dreamland candy femme fatale, so much better previously. I don't think that was the best of any diamond in that moment. Oh. Because I think this whole final runway is, even though there isn't, like, a, an exact theme, it should be, this is your best drag, this is what you would wear to plead your case to be the winner of Drag Race season two. Mm. And, I don't, and I don't think it looks like a finale outfit, in my opinion.
0: Oh. Because I, I, know I, I know I sounded a bit hesitant a moment ago when I was just talking about Ellie's look but I actually do think it looked like a finale look and I think it was probably her best look of the season it just had to me an elevated feel about it, it looked like she was going to a drag ball you know.
1: she did fulfil the Cinderella moment of going to the ball and her criticism of if she can do this at the age of 21 like what will she do at the age of 25
0: oh my god I know I know, she has got it all, really, hasn't she? Final Four, Drag Race UK, looking like that. She's going to do wonderful things. Now on to Lawrence. I personally really enjoyed this look. It was whimsical, it was quirky, and it tied in Drag Race with the drag racing
1: thing
0: on her outfit.
1: I didn't like it. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. And the thing is... There's no explanation to the fact that I don't like it. I just know I didn't <laughs> like it. So did you Did you not like it? I didn't like it. Can I you think, confirm
0: if you liked it or not?
1: I did not like it. <laughs> I mean, who am I to judge? Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think if that's her interpretation of her best drag, what she wants to present at the finish line, all autonomy to her... I just think compared to the all the four queens that were standing in front of us in the final lineup, I just didn't think there was as much glam. I don't think there was as much razzle dazzle in that mm. look. And the thing is, I don't judge that on each queen as like, what are you wearing? I'm comparing it to what you've brought in the competition so far. And we've seen Lawrence look like a million dollars and a million times better than what she looked in that moment. For me, in my head, I was like, if this is your moment to be crowned the drag race winner and the tiara is going to be put on your head, is that what you want to be wearing? And Hmm. I don't... I wouldn't want to be wearing that.
0: So you didn't
1: like the look? I didn't like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have those same (laughs) feelings about... Tace. I love I love Tace and I think she is the most gorgeous queen that's ever come onto drag race. And I did love her look this week. It was stunning and it was quintessential taste. But as soon as she came out, I thought, is that a winning look? I agree. I agree. But then who who am I to fucking say that? I just think it was it was gorgeous. I I think because Bimini came out looking like that, and then I know you weren't a big fan of Ellie's, but she did come out looking Expensive. Expensive. She looked grand, Mm. do you know what I mean? To then, for taste to come out in a lip-sync outfit. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. but then, oh, no, but then again, no, do you know what? I'm changing my opinion again right now because she is a lip-sync
1: queen. That's her best drag. That's what she wears. Ultimately, that moment is a moment for you to present you. Like, when RuPaul flips the childhood pictures, And says, what would you say to your younger self? Oh, God. It's all about you. It's not about what task or what theme that the show has thrown on you. This is you stepping into your own and being like, this is the drag queen that I am. And when you say that, who are we to judge? Because in that moment, in that instance, if each queen thought, this is me, I feel a million dollars. I feel proud I feel like I've done the best I can do, and I'm stepping on that stage for the final time in this look, then more power to them. We can pick apart, oh, girl, your waist wasn't cinched enough, but in their eyes, if they felt like they were a queen in that moment, more power to them.
0: Exactly. Exactly onto the baby pictures. I still don't know whether I like this aspect of Drag Race, uh, because it is basically just RuPaul holding up a picture, looking at a queen and saying, cry. Cry for me.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: (laughs) But I, I again, had some tears. Do you know what? I've just realized how many tears I had this episode. But it was with Ellie. You know, when she said why she should win and she said, um, stick to the yellow bit road and you'll get to the end.
1: The Wizard of Oz.
0: That was really
1: beautiful. Did you feel the same way? I did. I mean, Wizard of Oz isn't one of my favourite movies. I feel <gasps> very... like No, no, I feel like it's very, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, Um. I don't relate to it that deeply. Um, Wicked, on the other hand, I do like. With that whole element, whether you hate it or don't, I think, again, what I, what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, when in the US season, when they do that whole baby photo moment, I zone out, I don't really register it as much because I've seen it for the 13th time. Whereas <laughs> with this season, everything felt new. Everything felt energised in this season. So I enjoyed that moment. but Half those queens are younger than us. Like, Lawrence is 23. Oh she's She's younger than us, so, I mean, in that moment, if she wants to talk to her younger self, more power to her. Umar, I've just realised that they're, they're all younger than us. No, how tragic. But I mean, <laughs> they don't look younger than us. <laughs> oh!
0: That was really shady. <laughs> The Queen's returned again in Untucked, um, which was a nice moment. Um, Again, it was lovely to see Veronica, who came back with a very important message of, wear your mask. Wear your mask.
1: Clean yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I I think what was refreshing about this Untucked was, refreshingly, there was no actual... Drama. Tension. There was no drama. It was just quite pleasant. And... You know, I know what what we actually got from that moment was the memes that will stand the test of time. So Ginny... <laughs> Ginny turning around and giving that mug. <laughs> a meme that's going to keep on giving. So that moment was quite refreshing. And also, looping back to the whole season as a whole, Untouched, <laughs> especially in this season, has been very charged. Like, we've seen Queen's, like a horror who have just fully just like vented and said how they're feeling and just let all their emotions spill in Untucked. So it was quite nice to see in the final episode an Untucked moment being very supportive and celebratory. Yeah, but I,
0: I'm going to need another interview with the horror because the bleeps again. Oh my God, the bleeps. I need to find out what she said, but yeah, you're right. I thought she was going to come in again, like fully charged, like because at one minute she did, she did have the face, didn't she? The that I'm going to start shit face towards Ellie Diamond, but then thankfully it all turned out to be really nice in the end. Because when Cherry asked about the gags of the season, Ginny Lemon joking walk it up and around, you know, I thought it was going to get heated, but I think that would have spoiled the episode. Personally, I think it needed to be nice and wholesome at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So after 10 weeks, the time has come to crown a new queen, Uma, and it's going to be to a lip sync of Elton John. I'm still standing. Good song choice. Apt, appropriate. Love it. Love Elton. The lip sync was really good as well. I thought Tace smashed it. She was on level 10 from the very start. Bimini started off very quite subdued, but then gave us... Some more tricks, which I love to see. But to be honest, after the lip sync had finished, I thought it's between Bimini and Taze. I I don't think Lawrence has got that, personally.
1: Obviously, before the episode, I thought Taze has the worst track record amongst the three. But the way she was giving it in that lip sync, I was like, okay, Taze, like, you are doing enough stunts to rewrite history right now. And if they gave you the crown, I wouldn't be mad at it. So I think she did the the job. Bimini, again, on Team Bimini, what I loved about that performance was the range, it was the right level of stunts and, you know, doing the flips and the tricks and getting on the knees, but there was still that intensity and her looking dead in RuPaul's eyes and being like, I'm Mm. still standing. After all this time. (laughs) (laughs) After all you've thrown at me, like, Making me so god like so something out of god knows what, making me do an extended challenge, like I'm still standing and (laughs) give me the goddamn crowd. And so those two queens going high energy, high voltage. Mm. I like to see that. Then we have Lawrence, who, in my opinion. Uh (laughs) gave a good performance.
0: <laughs> yeah, she gave us some comedy and... Um, she gave us
1: comedy and that's all she gave.
0: I just think when it comes to a final lip sync like that, maybe comedy isn't the best way to go about it, unless it is a really comedic take. She didn't go full throttle with it. If she went full, full throttle with the comedy,
1: I would have been on board, but... When it's three queens and the camera is like swapping between all of them, I don't think it's necessarily comedy that will save you. I think it's giving the drama. Even if Lawrence stood there and wasn't... Fair enough, her dress didn't allow her to do much movement. Obviously, I don't know if Lawrence is a split and a a kick kind of queen. But if she gave intensity in that moment, I think she would have shone a little bit brighter in that moment.
0: In her lip sync with Tear Coffee, we saw that she can slam down to the ground, remember? I think that's what was kind of needed in this performance. I know we say we don't like to see moves repeated, but I do feel like in this instance, maybe that was a more appropriate thing for her to do. The thing is, before this episode, um, I'll be honest, I was fully expecting Bimini to take home the crown, right? Because you know, I love statistics. She's got four wins, more than any other queen, been in the bottom once. Me, personally, I expected a Bimini win tonight. So, how did you feel to RuPaul announcing the winner as Lawrence
1: Cheney? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hold back. I was very disappointed. I mm. felt like I was on a very merry experience throughout the episode. And then that happens. And for me, I... So happy for Lawrence, and I look at this show as entertainment, and it's been amazing for the last 10 weeks, and whatever happens, happens. So, whatever the verdict was, like I'm not gonna take it intensely and be riled up about it. Of course, if you want to get the truth out of me, I would love to see Bimini take the crown. Like Bimini in my eyes, deliver the fashion, deliver the choreography was outstandingly funny, humble. She flew that non-binary flag like no one's ever done on a UK programme. And I think she had so much to offer as an ambassador of the show. So I'd be lying to say I wasn't disappointed to not see Bimini take the crown. By the same token, all four of the queens have got to the vinyl, have shown so much strength, so much creativity, so much talent, that this is their platform. Whatever they want to go on to, or whatever they want to conquer, the world is their oyster. So that being said, if Lawrence has a crown on her head, then I'm happy for her.
0: I just feel like any episode, if she had by far and away won the musical number, like she stood out above everyone else, and conquered the lip sync. Like, Lawrence completely beat Taste's and Bimini. Then I would have understood the win a bit more. But after the lip sync, I thought, oh, a horrid taste, who's it going to be? So I will admit I was, I gasped when she yeah. announced Lawrence's name. But looking back on the season, right, she won three challenges in a row, right? She has been such wonderful comic relief for us throughout this time. And she's made history as the first, plus-size girl to win Drag Race. That's a big achievement.
1: That is a first for Drag Race. The beauty of the final three was each queen represents a community, right? So whoever it was going to land to, they're going to represent something that's beyond them, that transcends on a wider scale. So if RuPaul deems that as the moment, then... You know, yeah, I'm happy Lawrence has the moment.
0: And it's RuPaul's
1: decision at the end of the day. It's his goddamn show. He's won Emmy after Emmy. You can do whatever the fuck he likes. And plus, we need to... I think if anyone's on Twitter going through the emotions and sending all of this, oh, so-and-so was robbed or whatever... Get a life! Get a life, girl. It's like, it's a show. It's wrapped up in a nice, tight bow. We've had such a pleasant... Amazing, a thrilling experience for 10 weeks. Each queen from Cherry Valentine all the way to Lawrence. So, if you love a queen so much, go support them here on now.
0: Yeah. And anyway, with the pace of Drag Race at the moment, we're going to see Bimini and Taste back on our screens in about six months, right? We're going to see either of them win All Stars six, seven, eight. It's going to happen. So, let's look towards the future, guys, and be nice to queens. Do not say shit online. Buy that much. Be nice. All right. Well, I spoke to Lawrence, the UK's next drag race superstar, about becoming the first plus size champion in the show's history and how she's going to conquer the world post lockdown. Hello, Lawrence. Is, is, that the, oh. is that the UK's next drag superstar I see? Queer.
2: <laughs> I I cannot believe it. Still, still can. Well, honestly,
0: congratulations. What a finale. Please tell me about your night.
2: I mean, I mean, watching it last night, I mean, we were lucky enough to have a screening. You, you know, BBC Three had set up this private screening. So, yes, sadly, we weren't able to hug each other. All the finalists weren't able to hug each other. But, you know, we were able to be, you know, feel each other's energy. And I think that made it more special being able to be with those people that you've spent the most amount of time with filming this show, you know? And um, it it was just beautiful. And I got to this place yesterday where I I was proud of myself because I didn't mind before watching the episode. I was like, see if I lose, I'm actually at peace with that. Because whatever it is, it's RuPaul's decision. I'm not anyone... judge or tell RuPaul what drag or whatever you know so I was really at peace with what was going to happen you know so I'm just really glad that we were able to go in there just focus on it being a funny episode we were also excited to hear the song again as well so it was just really joyous and then my god when when it was announced to add one crying Crying like I was in episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I hope there's going to be a video showing you finding out your win, right? Is that going to be released soon? Yeah. Tonight, I believe. Oh, I can't wait to see. So, what was the response like from your your sisters, Tay and Bimini, when you're all sat there? Your name was called. What was that moment like?
2: Oh, my God, they wanted to leap over each other. I go there, but luckily we all had such big dresses on. It was like, no, we can't even get to you. No, um, it was it was amazing. Like, I mean, Ellie as well. You know, we, we've seen on the show me and Ellie have had a turbulent time, but me and Ellie are friends. You know that that's kind of what people forget and. Ellie, to see let Ellie start crying and all this because I just won, that like broke my heart. And, you know, you go, oh, babes, you know, you want to do that. But um, th- they were all just so proud. And Bimini, I-, I mean, Bimini was just like, I'm so proud of you. I love you. If there was anyone I was going to lose to, it would have been you. And then Taste was like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, it, was, it was just really beautiful. Really, really beautiful.
0: And you've made history as the first Scottish champion, as well as the first queen who's not sample size to win the crown. I
2: know! I know, this is the thing. Like, I I would love, you know, the the message from this is not, oh, oh, Lawrence uh, endorses being bigger or being fatter. No, I just want everyone to feel, I want to spread that message of body positivity, whether you are thin or large, you, you know, Like, you're not hurting anyone. Your size isn't hurting anyone else. So why is it anyone else's problem? I'm just really glad I was able to bring a crown to Scotland. You know, we lost the crown when Mary Queen of Scots went. But I'm just really glad that I'm able to to bring a crown home.
0: Yeah. And as with every season of Drag Race, and I mean every single season, the crowning has been met with, you know, praise from some fans, but then some resistance. Is this something you've come to expect by now? Oh, yes.
2: This is why, I mean, I thought Bimini was going to win because I remember checking Instagram or Twitter or something and it was like, oh, uh, Team Lawrence, oh, it has 6,000 retweet your likes or whatever. Oh, Team Bimini, 47,000. I was like, what? You know, so so the reception on social media was so skewed the, of course, there's going to be pushback. But I, I mean, this is the thing is like, I, I'm really proud of what I've showcased. And I think, you know, for Scotland, I think that this crown will be you know, really good. Um, And I also think for plus side people that this is very good as well. So I understand everyone wants their fave to win. Totally get that. But um, I'm just very proud that I I won and I'm going to be able to keep pushing, you know, positivity, whether it's body positivity or just positivity in general. I'm not saying Fucking fuck you for voting team taste, you dog. You know, so it it is what it is. And I'm just going to meet that negativity with positivity and it's going to minus it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, no hard feelings. She might (laughs) not have been my winner, but I have loved the season. I've loved each queen for what they've brought. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Lawrence delivers going forward as the ambassador of uk drag race for the next year so more power to her and i think this is a beautiful moment for scotland yes congratulations lawrence
0: cheney on becoming the first scottish queen to take home the crown i'm sure she's gonna inspire so many other scots out there who are watching the show and want to conquer drag race just like she did and obviously she's gonna provide inspiration for so many who don't fit the stereotypical model mould of what people expect a drag queen to be. So <laughs> claps for Lawrence Chaney. We
1: love to see it.
0: Snaps the line. <laughs> So on next week's episode, yep, there's going to be a next week. We, were, we aren't finishing there, guys. We've got more for you. We will be counting down our 10 favorite moments from RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two. Yep, it's a listicle type shindig here, guys. And we're going to have special guest appearances from our runner-ups. Ellie Diamond, Tace and Bimini Bomboulash. Uma, say, Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. If we've got any German listeners out there, feel free to send (laughs) them some
1: hate,
0: okay? Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Finally, make sure you check out Gay Times Plus, our membership platform for everyone in our community. And remember, you can find more information at gaytimesplus.com.